0: Hi there, me hearties. This be Captain Silverhook, and you're listening to the Two Old Pirates Podcast. Set sail for an open sea of stories, tales, and some really crazy stuff. I expect you to like and subscribe, lest you be walking the plank. Ha ha ha! Welcome to Podcast 57 of the Two Old Pirates. I'm Eric. I'm Vinny. And we're back. Uh, We just released our latest episode and I was telling Vinny, who's doing really, really well. We had a lot of people go ahead and give us really, really nice uh, comments and they really, really enjoyed the misconceptions or we've been lied to episode. So we decided this week we'll do part two. Do another one. Uh, Back to back.
1: It works for movies.
0: Heck yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back, Die Hard 2. Jaws
1: 2 Austin Powers 2 The Spy Who Shagged Me
0: Godfather Part (laughs) 2
1: Pokemon The First Movie 2
0: Sonic the Hedgehog 2
1: That was a good movie I saw that one Paddington
0: 2 If you haven't seen that It's actually a good movie But anyway So we want to talk about misconceptions Or things that we've grown up with Part 2 So we'll just start off We'll just start bantering when you do this, and you pop your knuckles, that Man, didn't work out real well. I heard it. I still heard it. OK, popping your knuckles for years and years and years, they would tell you what? That it leads to arthritis. Arthritis. And your hands are be all, oh, no. Uh, they've actually found out, no, that that's synovial fluid. And that's just you misplacing it or pushing it to the side in the knuckle as you push or pull. And the pop you hear is just the fluid moving. It does not lead to any form of arthritis. That is genetics, almost 100% genetics. Uh, sometimes it's also the work that you do, but it still doesn't sound great all the time when people can... I used to be able to pop my shoulder. You want me to try? No. Because it hurts when I do it, but I'll do yeah, it for well, you. Don't do not do it. Dude, it I will do it for you. It sounds
1: gross. Just, j- it. just cracking the knuckles sounded gross. I'll
0: do it for you. Oh! <laughs> you idiot. Jesus Christ. You idiot. I'm too old for this. That did actually... (laughs) Alright, I'm going to do another one. And then I'm going to let Vinny jump in. Um, You're going to get arthritis now. (laughs) uh, I don't know if there's any synovial fluid back there. I think this is my bone. Alright, the second one. There was a an amazing documentary that was released years ago called March of the Penguins and you had God's voice, you know, Morgan narrated Freeman. by Morgan Freeman. Who could, he could do anything. Uh, but a lot of people came away with that with the assumption that penguins mate for life like wolves do, all right? Problem is penguins do not mate for life. They are uh, monogamous, but that's usually for one season, one mating season. So they'll get with a, a chick penguin or whatever and they have their, you know, their egg, right? yeah, and with their they, th- with their and, nest, yeah, and they do their like little thing, like Happy Feet or some of those movies, like that. And then what happens is the next season he might go on and find another female, like another chick to hang out with, right? And what happens is they'll be monogamous, so he will not screw around on her. He won't mess around. But the thing is, the old uh, idea that penguins mate for life, and so they're always on that sheet of ice, just I still love you, and I still love you. No, that's not the way that it is. They kind of just do their thing. And by the next year, he's with someone else, but he's monogamous only for... So he can be monogamous for like 30 years. If a, What are they called? Emperor penguins? Yeah. Say you're an emperor penguin and you live 30 years. You might have 30 wives during those 30 years, but you're only with them for that one year. And that's love. That's <laughs> love. <laughs> well,
1: here, here's, one, here's one for you. Uh, the, there's, there's people out there that think the earth is flat. The Earth is not flat. We've known for many centuries that the Earth as a celestial body is spherical. Actually, it's more its more ovoid. It's not, it's not a perfect sphere. Uh, but the, the Earth is, in fact, round. It's not just flat. Uh, there is a curvature to it. I know people always say, they look at the horizon, they say, where's the curvature? Well, the problem is that you're way down low and you're looking straight ahead at something that's so massively curved that it doesn't have the appearance of curvature. Here's an experiment you can do on your own. On your computer, open up the paint application and draw a circle with the circle tool. Now zoom all the way in as far as you can and enlarge and blow up one portion of the outer rim of that circle. It's going to eventually resemble a straight line. That's because of your perspective. You're so far zoomed in when you're standing here on the ground that, yeah, you're not going to see any curvature. You have to be so far up removed up in the, up in the stratosphere to be able to see any curvature of the earth, which is the reason why a lot of people say the earth is flat is because they look out, they say there's no curvature. How are, how can buildings be, uh, be erected if the earth is round? Shouldn't they fall, fall over? It, It doesn't work that way. Again, on a, on a, on a macroscopic level, everything appears to be flat. That's just the way it works.
0: And I think macroscopic things are amazing, especially with cheese.
1: <laughs> uh, here, here's, a, here's a piece of video game trivia for you, since you guys know I'm the video game guy. Uh, the character that we know as Super Mario debuted in the game Donkey Kong, the arcade game. Except here's the thing. His name was not always Mario. In Donkey Kong, he's known only as Jumpman.
0: So they really got ahead on that name.
1: Yeah. And uh, Nintendo did not name him Mario until the arcade game Mario Brothers when they reused the character and gave him his brother Luigi, who is Player 2. So, and yeah, then, so
0: yes, if you ever... And Mario Brothers is much, yeah. much bigger worldwide than Donkey Kong. Yes. So if you ever look at Mario Brothers, just think, he was a repackaged character from an earlier game. And so if you ever get an original Donkey Kong game or you can see it anywhere, you look at the little guy running up the thing against, you know, Donkey Kong, uh, that's Mario. It's it, just it is. they called him Jumpman. Pretty simple. Uh, two different things. Um, the first thing is not the band Iron Maiden, which is considered, you know, by most metalheads as one of the greatest bands ever, but they got their name from a age old uh device a torture device torture device that was called the iron maiden because the person would fit standing upright in it and then you could close it and there would be spikes and they would go through the person and kill them well the problem is that never existed uh iron maidens were actually invented for circuses and they were given uh the label as the iron maiden that it was a medieval torture device and all actuality a guy invented it and it became much more popular and it went from circus to circus town to town city to city uh country to country and it spread like wildfire that people used to be put in these and impaled with these spikes and it never never happened just never happened the other thing is and this is a touchy subject because uh (laughs) it just is because we try not to get too uh you don't really hear us very uh, often cuss or anything like that but um, some people seem to have the thinking that if a female is on her menstrual cycle, uh, that she cannot get pregnant. Growing up, this is a fallacy that guys who talk, they're like, oh man, if she's on her, then she can't get pregnant because she's on her. And there is a, a portion of time there uh, and I know any female that is listening is probably like, duh, stupid. I'm letting you know, ladies, there's a lot of dumb guys up there. And they, they believe that uh, as long as you're menstruating, uh, that there's no way that you can get pregnant. But there, there is a time period within that menstruation cycle that the egg is not passed through through the menstrual cycle and is still fertile and ready to go. And if you have sex during that time period during the menstrual cycle, the egg can still be... Yeah, yeah, fertilized. Uh, and you can still get pregnant. And then be like, that's impossible. The only time I ever did anything, I was that time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you can still get pregnant. So anybody who's listening to this uh, and they think that that would be a good birth control method is to wait for the menstrual cycle to have sex. Uh, yeah, you're still playing with fire. Yeah. So
1: I've got, I've got one for you. Uh, For all of our chefs out there, have you heard
0: the story that adding salt to water makes it boil faster? Heard that growing up my whole life. You put it in there from numerous families I've been around and stuff. They've all said, you put some salt in, it'll help it boil.
1: It does not. In fact, if anything, salt makes it harder for water to boil. But you'd have to put a lot of salt in the water for that to happen. If just putting a little dash in there is not going to affect the boiling point at all in it, 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 it's, it's going to be completely negligible so putting salt into water does not make it boil faster however putting salt into ice water does drop its temperature faster this is the reason why uh this is the reason why rock salt is used when you make ice cream so by the way if you're planning a cookout or anything like that. Uh, and you and you have a cooler ready to put some drinks in. Before you put any drinks in that cooler, uh, put some salts in there. Get it, uh, get the uh, get the Morton salts, not the shaker, but the uh, the big the big thing with the pull out top or whatever. And pour some salts in there. Mix it up with your hands. Your hands will probably get cold. Then put some drinks in there. They'll get cooler faster. And Promise. if a
0: neighbor sees you and says that's crazy, you're supposed to put salt in water to make it. Boy, say no. I heard that from the Tool Pirates.
1: Yeah here here's one talking talking about food talking about food uh, around uh, there, there's a certain time of year that's my favorite time of year and that's halloween because that's when all the spooky monsters come out and they, they, play, they put all the horror movies on tv uh... there's there's no time of year quite like halloween and one thing that that kids always do on halloween is a tradition is that kids go trick-or-treating they go door to door uh, sometimes, like, little local businesses will have little little Halloween trick-or-treat stops and shops set up. And you go door-to-door, and you get candy from your neighbors. And sometimes there's that person on the block who gives out the full-size candy bars, and those people are legends.
0: And the exact opposite are the dentists that live in your neighborhood. They give <laughs> you the small, opening toothbrush and the crest to brush your teeth and say... Hey, I'd rather have you not have cavities. I'm all like, dude, I would be giving them more candy, so they have to come yeah, to my exactly, business.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. The dentist should be the one giving out the full-size candy yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I talk about Halloween and getting candy because a very common thing that's been heard since around, I guess, the 60s, maybe
0: around that time. I, I mean, I grew up as a kid in the 70s and 80s, and I was always told the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, I remember it being a big deal in the 80s, but I think it started in the, in the 60s of watch out. For poison candy or people putting razor blades in apples. And to this day, there have been zero recorded cases of a child dying or becoming injured from poisoned or tainted candy or food that they were given on Halloween. Zero. Zero. None. There have
0: been millions of parents, as soon as the kid comes home, they empty it on the kitchen table and start going through it to make sure that their children are safe. And yet,
1: And yet, no cases.
0: That that doesn't
1: mean that there's ever... That doesn't mean there's not crazy people out there. Yeah. That just means there's been zero recorded cases. So either you're doing a good job going through the candy, or nobody's doing it and it's just a moral panic.
0: All right, from Scotland. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. Yeah? The old uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Mike Myers. Mm. You know, Scotland is known for a lot of different things and stuff. You know, in the winter... It's very, very cold in the summer. It's very, very cold. It's rainy. <laughs> it's, it's very shite weather, as they would say. But the one thing that a lot of people associate, one main thing, is the bagpipe. Yeah. That, that horrible, that, yeah. horrible instrument. Sounds like you're squeezing an animal to death and then it's screaming and stuff. But the thing is, some people love it, especially when they play certain songs. Uh, but the thing is, that is one thing that is 100% attached to Scotland, yet it's not Scottish. Nope. It was found in the Middle East. It was invented in the Middle East, from different uh, like camel intestines and stomachs and stuff like that. How they do it with the sheep intestines, yeah, and stomach. Uh, well, the stomachs, not the intestines so much. Uh, but the thing is, uh, yeah, the, or the bladder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might be wrong on the bladder or the stomach, but it's a part of a freaking animal, all right. But the whole, but the whole thing is, uh, it came from the Middle East centuries before it was ever found in any part of Europe especially Scotland. So you're talking 2 to 300 years before it was in the Middle East and they were making crazy noises with stuff and people were probably looking at those people doing, "Ahmed, why are they doing this? I don't understand." And now they're in Scotland they're doing like, "Freddy, why are you doing this? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what I'm I don't know what that. those voices that are." That was an Irish Australian thing or something like that. But anyways, yes, bagpipes are not uh, native to uh, Scotland. Uh, they're native to the Middle East. Okay, another thing is uh, you, you've always heard, don't wake a sleepwalker. Oh yeah. Don't wake sleepwalkers because you, they'll they'll just violent. They'll just become like Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris incarnate. By the uh, they actually say most times if you try to wake a sleepwalker that they'll basically be confused because they'll be like, what am I doing standing up? I don't. Know. I thought I was in bed and stuff. They're not going to be like in Step Brothers where they're cooking things and putting things in the oven and putting things in the refrigerator and <laughs> stuff, uh, they found out that that's basically not true, that they're not going to be violent or you know just do things like that. that or,
1: or that the shock from waking up will actually kill yeah. them.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have said if you wake them up while they're walking, they could die from shock. Uh, no. What's going to happen is they're. You're gonna, oh, where am I, Mom? Where am I, Dad? And you're going to bring them back to bed, and they're going to go back to bed.
1: But no, when, when, when Popeye is getting his butt kicked by uh, Bluto and everything, what what what's what's he always reach for that gives him superpowers? Da, 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 da. Can of spinach. Can of spinach, and it's believed that spinach was healthy for you because it contained a lot of iron. Now, this initial assessment of spinach turned out to be incorrect. Uh, and it's also, uh, people have tried to find a reason for where this this fallacy came from. They attributed it to a, a decimal point error from a, from a research paper. That's what I'd paper. always heard,
0: that somebody had made a decimal point, and it looked like 10 times the amount of iron that would be in spinach, so that would make you really, really strong, but...
1: That's also a fallacy. That's also untrue. So nobody really knows where the, the rumor started that, that spinach was very, very high in iron. And in fact, even the creator of Popeye actually said it's not the iron content in spinach, it's vitamin A. So that's what makes Popeye strong. It's not the iron that gives him the big battleship muscles whenever he flexes his biceps and, like, tanks appear inside of his biceps and stuff like that. Uh, no, it's, it's just the vitamin A, which is which iron is is a good source of. So when, when, there, when there's a ship at sea and it's in trouble or when there's a downed aircraft uh, and there's, there's Morse code being used, the, the thing you've always heard is SOS, which supposedly stands for Save Our Ship or
0: Save Our Souls. And there's a really big hit in the 70s by ABBA. Can't you hear me huh? calling you SOS when you're gone?
1: Well, How can I even <laughs> try to
0: go on?
1: Well, SOS is an international uh, standard for uh, being in distress. It is, but it doesn't mean save our ships or save our souls. It doesn't mean any of those things. What it is is in Morse code, an S is three dashes, an O is three dots. So SOS is just is just a repeating pattern of three dashes and three dots, and it's a very easy pattern to remember. It's a very easy pattern to identify when you hear it, it has a very it has a very distinct sound. So that's why it's called SOS because those are the literal letters that are being transmitted. It's just S O S O S O S O S O S and when and when you hear that signal, you're supposed to be able to know that oh there's somebody who there's a ship that's going down, someone's in distress, something's happened, there's been an accident, someone's under attack, so there's been a crash so it, it it basically is the is an easy to identify string of information that easily conveys uh conveys the gravity of something and that's why it was adopted as an international standard
0: all right now putting on my medicine would it be medic no it'd be medical cap yeah putting on my medical cap
1: um that, growing that, up that doctors see- don't even wear
0: that's right I got my step to school uh but what happened is um growing up you might see a kid at school that you kind of shy away from because they might have like a little growth on their hand or on their finger and it was a wart and you know, that was me would, in, in uh, elementary school that was me and, and people one. would be like oh they must have touched a, a what toad a toad if they touched a toad toads had evidently uh, uh, you know warts on them actually those are just skin pieces of skin on them they don't they're not they're not warts, and they don't cause warts. The only thing that can cause a wart to transfer from one person to another is a person. Humans are the ones who transmit it. It's a virus, basically, and it just goes from hand to hand or you know, on your leg or on your toe or something like that. And so uh, the the uh, the wart virus? The or,
1: HPV, human papilloma virus. Is that what
0: it is? Yes. Okay. But there's shots for that now. Yes, there are. So nobody has to get it. Oh, the next thing that we're going to talk about is that there we talked about and i i've had several people uh ask me about this about the uh every seven seconds men thinking about sex and since the last podcast we did this i've had several uh females ladies reach out to me saying that's not true though right i said no we told you it's not true (laughs) we'd be crazy if every single seven seconds we thought about sex Well, there's another one that's been going around for years and years, and you're saying that during your lifetime, the average human swallows eight spiders per year. Sexy. So they're trying to say that you're laying there in bed and itsy-bitsy spider comes along and just decides to crawl down your throat and you swallow it, and that every human averages about eight per year. So, you know, less than one a month. Uh, What happened is uh, spiders usually are found in areas unless they're caught out in the open, They're usually found in areas where they might find prey or where they could have you know they could spin their own web yeah Yeah. so they're not going to find that on a bed they're not going to find food on a bed that they would consume and they're not going to find a place on a bed to go ahead and have a web so therefore for them to be consistently crawling on beds to where we're swallowing them eight times a year is scientifically highly unlikely and they said if ever you might never have one even in your mouth during a lifetime never mind eight a year so the fallacy is no we don't swallow eight. You would, you would
1: have to intentionally eat spiders. Oh. Wizard of Oz. Great film, a historical film, uh, but one thing that people assume about the Wizard of Oz is that it was the first color film, and that's because it was filmed in sepia when Dorothy is in, is in Kansas, and when she gets whisked away in the tornado and steps out into Wonderland, the world's in color. So they so. thought that
0: it was the first film that transferred from what we call black and white to a colored world yeah. and that that's why it's so famous and it's shown every single year is because it was the first it was groundbreaking yeah but
1: but it was not the first color film it might have been the first to have that 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 amazing transition from black and white sepia to a color for the rest of the movie and then back to sepia whenever dorothy goes back home but It was not the first color film. The first color film was actually uh, The Life and Passion of the Christ, which was a French
0: silent film from 1903. So that's, what, 119 years ago? Yes. Think about that. So the first color film, which was... uh, it was a silent film. Silent so film. therefore, you know, they, they were not able to add sound to it yet, but they were able to add color for the first time. And although it's not as vibrant and stuff as no, 1939, no. it's still the first time ever that you saw color, which we saw just before this. We watched some short clips, mm-hmm. and it is pretty amazing to see something 119 years old in its infancy.
1: Yeah, and and it it is in color. The uh, title cards are in very stark red, and then uh, it seems like uh, what's colored are the the brighter shades, things that are like your, your, your yellows, your blues, your greens, those tend to pop a little more on the film we noticed. So everything else was still kind of muted, but the, just the, the, the process of making color film was in its infancy. Nobody, you know, these guys were, were, were pioneers doing what, doing what they were doing. This was before Technicolor. This was before Kinecolor. So this was before all of that. This is just somebody making a, a religious film. It's about forty four minutes long. After I don't know, I don't have any reels that is back then, but uh, you can watch for free on, on YouTube if you're interested in it. It's called uh, the Life and Passion of the Christ from nineteen zero three. Not, not, no, not the Passion of the Christ. The, no, the uh, Mel Gibson. Not movie. the Mel Gibson movie. This yeah. is the
0: original nineteen zero three French movie. But since it's silent, it doesn't really care. It doesn't yeah. matter that it's it does,
1: doesn't matter that it's French because it's, it's, it's all just silent acting. It's yeah. Just uh, let's talk about painting for a little bit. Uh, now, everyone knows that Vincent Van Gogh famously cut off part of his own ear. And what is most attributed to that, most commonly attributed to that, is that he did it out of a, out of a jealousy or a quarrel with, 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 with a lover of his. That a, that a, a, a girl wounded his heart so deep that he decided just to take revenge on it, and he cut off part of his ear, cut off one of his earlobes, just just j- just to spite her, to get even at her, to say, here's how you hurt me. Except that's not what really happens. That's that's a great romanticization of what happened, but what how it actually went down is Vincent Van Gogh got into a, a tussle with another painter, and in the heat of the moment, he cut off one of his own earlobes. It wasn't because of a girl, it wasn't because of a broken heart, it wasn't out of Romantic anger or anything like that He was just in an argument With another painter And then that's when he went And then he had that famous painting Of himself with his ear bandaged up
0: And when I had first heard this story years and years and years ago Some of the original uh, details To it was that he was uh, In love with a prostitute And of course since she was in it for the money And he fell in love with her emotionally That to prove his love to her That he had cut off his entire ear And mailed it to her and then over the years, it changed to where it was part of the ear, then it went down to the full lobe, the full ear lobe. he'd cut that off, and now it's down to uh, more than likely he was having an argument with that other famous artist, and a nip, cut off a little nip of it. They've never found anything in any literature that shows that it was a woman was ever actually involved. All right, if you head back to the 1980s, uh, there was a thing that uh, kind of uh, just washed over America. And it was the uh, idea of the Japanese ninja. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was, I was in yeah. it. All my friends were in it. You had to get the black outfit with the hood and yet the size. And the ninja uh, stars. The ninja stars. You had you had to be into this ninja stuff when you're 13 or 14. This stuff was like revolutionary. It was so cool and stuff. They brought out all these movies, American Ninja, yeah. and, uh, Ninja Force. And ninja Cop. Yeah, everything. Everything was ninja. And you'd see all these guys dressed up with these outfits. And sometimes they'd have a red outfit or a white outfit, but the black outfit was the number one outfit that it always seems like ninjas wore. And so for teenagers in the 80s that saw this, we went along with it. And like I said, we bought all these stupid things because they were costumes. We were like really into it and stuff. The problem is ninjas never dress like that. It's part fiction and part folklore in Japanese history, but ninjas actually were assassins uh, against the head of large families uh, in Japan. And they would hire who? Samurai. Yeah. The samurai were hired as protective guards of the families, and the ninjas were the assassins, so there was a lot of fighting between ninjas and samurai. But ninjas usually dressed in everyday clothing so they could fit in with the rest of the surroundings, so the different people of the city, so they wouldn't be so visually, like if you're running around in an all-black outfit in the middle of the day, scoping out like, no, 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 I'm just looking at the house. Uh, they're going to know who you are and they're going to kill you and stuff. So they would wear what the average peasants would wear as they would look at it. And then they would go in and do their dirty business at night to go ahead and kill. But they didn't dress in black or anything like that. Um, that's just, and then, it, you know, once it made it to the movies and p- kids like me, you know, at 13, saw that. We're like, oh, dude, ninjas. And you saw all these different uh, Asian import businesses. Like, I think it was called Chan's Import yep, up Chan's in the mall. Chan's Import's Padre I bought my first throwing stars from there and i bought my whole ninja outfit from there because me and all my friends had to have this stuff and the thing is uh ninjas their spirits if they're in the ethos somewhere are looking down doing you stupid stupid americans this is (laughs) off this is a money grab by just a total fictional bs story none of us wore outfits like that we were just assassins so um i was going to jump on another one um i'm a huge huge music fan this is the video game guy, um, yeah. and we both like movies, so I'd say that's a tie. And then when it comes to uh, mu- uh, music, it's me, yeah. and sports would be me too. I guess uh, sports yeah. too, yeah. But m- he loves music too. Don't get me wrong; yeah. he's very, very well versed in that. But I love the Beatles. The Beatles are one of my top five favorite bands, probably number three. And the thing is, I've known I've, you know a lot about them and stuff. But one thing you know, people say is they're revolutionary—that they did this, that they did that. that they changed music. Sgt. Pepper's and. White album stuff like that. None of the Beatles, none of them knew how to read music. None of them. Everything that you see that they do was all by touch and feel and somebody showing them a certain chord and then they would learn that chord over and over and over until they understood what the chord was. And so they could talk to each other, say, We're going to play this in D or we're going to do this in F. Or, But the thing is, if you set down music in front of them, they could not look at it and understand anything. And these are, this is, that's the biggest band ever. Most number one hits, most albums sold, most singles sold—name it. Nobody can touch them. But
1: here's the one that I—that—that that is a part of American history. That is—is is not. It's not one of the bright spots of American history. I'm talking about the Salem Witch Trials, uh, where uh, there were. Where's Salem at? Uh, Ma- uh, Massachusetts. Where was I born? Massachusetts. <laughs> But, you know, the the famous Salem Witch Trials were a series of trials where women who were accused of witchcraft or, uh, you know, mingling with the spirit world or making potions or casting hexes and spells were found guilty. And the way to test that guilt was to burn them at the stake. And if they didn't burn, well, those dames are certainly guilty. But if they did burn, well... You got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, so. Uh, but as it turns out, nobody was actually ever burned at the stake. That is, uh, again, that is that is purple prose. It's kind of like is, the ninja.
0: This folklore that's yeah, been told down for their generations. It's
1: it's folklore. It's been it's been like a game of telephone where it was exaggerated. What wound up happening, and it's still it's still just as upsetting. Yeah, it's horrible. It's still just as upsetting, uh, is that most of these women either died in prison, or they were hung instead so i think it was 15 of them died in prison 19 of them wound up being hanged and uh so nobody was burned at the stake there were no one was stoned to death no one threw rocks at the witches or anything like that uh they were either they either died in 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 prison or they they were hung from the gallows
0: i'm the last one here baby uh the king of rock and roll as we all know him his name was elvis aaron presley Got at 42 on the crapper. <laughs> uh, it's sad. I mean, it's sad. Anybody has to die and stuff. But uh, Elvis Presley was known as the king of rock and roll, and from the mid-'50s until the early-'60s, he dominated. The Beatles came along, overthrew him. He came back a little bit. And by 1977, he was kind of washed up, way, way overweight, had a lot of problems. But people still love him, and if his songs come on like Jailhouse Rock or Love Me Tender uh, teddy Bear. Uh, I mean, they're song after song after song after song. The problem is, uh, if you, have you ever heard of the term industry plant? No. It's when the industry plants somebody that they think will be famous because they're good looking or something like that, but they might not have the most talent. Yeah. Well, Elvis could sing. He definitely had the looks. Uh, but two things about Elvis. Number one, he was naturally blonde. So anytime that you see him with the jet black hair, that's not his real hair color. He jet... He... he purposely colored his hair daily to make it dark because he didn't think blonde was a good look, but he was a natural blonde. And number two, he never wrote a song that he recorded that was a hit. Every single song in his catalog, if you look at it, were all written by top hit makers or somebody that had written the song before, an old rhythm and blues song or something, and then they took it, they jazzed it up, and they let this new king of rock and roll, this white uh, god of rock and roll, come along and scoop up all the white teenagers that might not listen to a black R&B person in the 50s. And because of that, he became the king of rock and roll. But the thing is, he never wrote one of his own songs that became a hit. And he was a natural blonde. A lot of people didn't know that about Elvis. So he is still considered the king of rock and roll, and a lot of people still love him and stuff. And there's a new biopic coming out with Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks playing uh, uh, his manager, uh, Colonel... I forgot what Colonel... I have no idea. I forgot, but he was known as the Colonel. Uh, But yeah So Elvis Presley Blonde Never wrote a song So Beatles Wrote a lot of songs Couldn't read sheet music Couldn't read sheet music I said shit Yeah Hey Paul I still can't read (laughs) What is this letter? It's A George Anyways uh, This has been uh, Podcast 57 Uh, I hope that you guys Enjoyed this one I know you enjoyed The last one And we'll see By the views And the listens And stuff like that And if this one tanks Then we know we move on If you like this one Maybe we'll do another one Yeah, There's so many things that we believe in We'll make it a trilogy You don't know the power Of the dark side Anyways, we hope that you enjoy this Make sure that you subscribe, like, follow So uh, be sure to give us a like or a
1: follow On uh, any of the platforms You listen to us on We're on all kinds of platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Podbean, Anchor FM, Spotify You name it I I I Heart Radio, I Heart Podcast, whatever it's called. Sure. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to leave us comments and subscribe uh, and subscribe. subscribe. Show
0: us the love.
1: Show us the love. show us a little bit of love. Uh, anyways, also you can drop us a comment for ideas of uh, future podcasts that you might like to see, and uh, if we like them, we might do them in the future.